Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello and welcome to the third and the Don football show. I am Joe with me is Cecil as always here to talk some NFL football. Uh, this week was exciting as always. We've had some pretty good results uh, and we are excited for the next couple weeks coming up. There's specifically some good storylines this weekend that the NFL definitely scripted with Tom Brady returning to New England just to break the all-time passing record, which is currently held by Drew Brees. But hey, you know, it's entertainment. We're here for it. Cecil, how you doing? Oh, I'm great. You know, it's it was another interesting week. Um, you know, things are starting to fall more into place where we can start understanding, you know, what kind of quality teams we're looking at, kind of the tiers of talent out there in the NFL right now. But, yeah, definitely some good storylines going into week four here. Absolutely. So, as always, we're going to start off with our recap of uh, week three before we go into week four. Uh, Thursday was the first game of this, and Cecil, uh, this one was not good. Um, the Panthers beat the Texans. It looks like the Texans might make it close. They didn't. Uh, you know personally that uh, because you're Christian McCaffrey, uh, manager in, in fantasy football, that he is hurt now, got hurt early, but that didn't mean anything for this game. The, tech, the, the Panthers just rolled over the Texans. Uh, Davis Mills didn't look too bad despite being on the Texans either, which I guess is the bright spot if you're a Texans fan, but... Uh, Panthers 3-0. and I mean, McCaffrey will be out a couple weeks here, but it looks like they'll, they might fight for this NFC South. Yeah, they just might. Uh, I mean, time will tell. I mean, it's kind of a weak NFC South, so it is very possible. But um, there's still a lot of the season left. And, you know, everything's going to go through Tampa Bay here when it comes to the NFC South. Uh, definitely. So we'll move on from the Thursday game. Not much there, honestly, with the Texans just being the Texans. Um, on Sunday, uh, Cecil, the 1 o'clock window had some good games, but this one was not one. The Bills beat the Washington football team 43-21. to I think we're starting to see the Bills come around to what we're used to seeing with them. Uh, Washington, Taylor Heineke is battling hard. He's just We just know what he is. He's not going to be the greatest quarterback out there. Uh, that defense, I think, has a little bit more concerns than maybe we thought it was going to have coming into it, giving up 43 points. But uh, to me, this is more about the Bills just being kind of a dominant team this weekend. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, the Reds, I mean, I'm sorry, the Washington football team, until they pick a new name, it's going to keep happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, Washington football team, you know, they just, they're outmatched when it came to offensive firepower. I mean, Heineke is an okay quarterback. He's not great, but he's, he's worth starting. Um, you know, he's got in the bottom tier starting QBs, but he's just filling in anyway, so everybody can relax. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's good to see the Bills kind of get back on trap because uh, the first two games were kind of funky. Josh Allen didn't really look like himself. Um, but, yeah, they're firing all cylinders. Uh, hopefully there's more of the same in that because uh, they need to continue to sustain uh, that kind of firepower if they want to really make noise in the AFC. Yes, sir. So the Bills look like they're getting back on track. That's good for my Super Bowl pick uh, from the beginning of the season and my, my preseason bet there. Uh, 
The next game sees kind of an expected result, but maybe not exactly how we saw it happening. The Browns beat the Bears 26-6. The Browns do what they usually do. They run the ball. Nick Chubb had 22 carries. You know, Baker Mayfield was okay, not great. Odell Beckham comes back to the fold, which I think is good for everyone to see him come back and play a little bit since he's healthy. Um, But the Bears are the real story here. Uh, Matt Nagy needs to be fired today. He did not have Justin Fields ready to play for this one. Uh, He didn't move the pocket. He didn't use any quarterback runs. He didn't let him throw the ball downfield. Yes, the offensive line stinks, and that's something that you can maybe point out as, you know, that's like something holding Justin Fields back. A little bit of this is on Justin Fields too, but like Matt Nagy just needs to get the heck out of there. Um, Six points. You have a dynamic quarterback. Some thought he was the best quarterback in the class. Strong arm, can run, decently accurate. I mean, there's no reason why they should only score six points. And, you know, on top of it all, this is a team that has good offensive pieces, even if the line isn't there. So you can have good pieces to help Justin Fields out. You have David Montgomery. You have Allen Robinson. You've got a young tight end in Cole Komet. And this was just an embarrassing performance. Yeah, I mean, it, it really did look terrible. I mean, Matt Nagy, I think it's time to empathize. Um, you know, the way things are looking in the week four, he pretty much is declaring an open top quarterback competition on week four in the NFL season. Um, that's pretty unheard of, um, especially when you draft a young rookie and they, you put him in there. Um, that's kind of out of the bag. If you didn't want Justin Fields to start, um, you shouldn't have put him out there the last couple weeks. Um, what has been done is done. Um, Chicago looked completely unprepared in this game. Um, they just got completely walloped. And, um, yeah, I think Matt Nagy should uh, be cut loose because clearly they didn't have any kind of scheming or play design that really benefited or played to Justin Fields' strength at all. Yeah, it's, it's just a matter of time with, with Nagy here. I mean, Ryan Pace and Matt, and Matt Nagy, uh, the GM and coach of the Bears, are just – they're on, they're on thin ice already, and then this happened. And, you know, you're the Bears. You don't get too many opportunities at a franchise quarterback. Uh, just never really had one, at least in our lifetimes. And even before that, Jim McMahon. And just, you know, you got to get something right eventually. So it's it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. He might be the first coach to be fired. I don't know what the odds are on that, but it's not looking good for him. Yeah. One of the more exciting games of the Sunday 1 o'clock window, the Baltimore Ravens beat the Detroit Lions 19-17. Cease, I actually rewatched this earlier today because the NFL Network had it on. Uh, the Lions go down and they score with like a minute left to take a uh, 17-16 lead. Everyone's feeling good. They come back. They didn't score any points in the first half. We're kind of down. Um, the Ravens get the ball back. End up getting into a fourth and 19 situation. Lamar Jackson scrambles around, makes something happen, finds Devin DuVernay, and uh, gets the first down on a fourth and 19. They set up a Justin Tucker 66-yard field goal. Uh, luckily for Justin Tucker, it was in a dome. Uh, he does not always have the strongest leg, but he is probably going to go down as the greatest kicker of all time, if not for Adam Vinatieri. He'll be in that discussion. But he hits 66-yard field goal. It hits the crossbar and goes in for one of the most electric moments I think I've ever seen in my life for, for a football game. Not only does he win the game with a kick uh, on the road, but he also breaks the NFL record for longest field goal by two yards. I'm not a huge fan of kickers, but that deserves all the love. And Justin Tucker is definitely one of the best of all time. I mean, that was absolutely crazy. Um, that 66-yard field goal at the end of the game. Um, 
really, you know, there's some debate about time, you know, firing there. Uh, Should have gotten kind of a delayed game to uh, push it back another five yards, but didn't happen. Um, you can ask all the Detroit fans out there, but, it, you know, it is what it is. It's football. Um, yeah, Ravens didn't have a great game. Very questionable running game uh, on their part. They just kept giving it to Latavius Murray to run up the middle. Uh, Tyson Williams, who's had a pretty good uh, season filling in, despite being the fourth running back in the camp, uh, was barely utilized at all. Um, I mean, the Ravens basically just escaped the trap game um, by pretty much just the absolute craziest kick I've ever seen. So, um, good for them. I get that's, you know, special teams are a part of the game. Um, the reason Justin Tucker is known as the best kicker in the NFL. Um, he's going to be one of the best kickers of all time by the time his career is over. But yeah, um, absolutely crazy ending, but really the Ravens need to wake up, uh, cause they had really no business being in this kind of close game with the lions. I'm in the same opinion. The Ravens are having this like tumultuous season where they, uh, you know, they they beat the Chiefs and they almost lose to the Lions. It's it's not great. I don't I don't know what else to say about it. So they need to get more consistent. I think it'll happen. But uh, and they do have injuries too. They're overcoming. So I think it's more important they get the wins. But they got to figure this thing out. Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans. Carson Wentz was the man who played with two sprained ankles. It did not go all that well for him. Uh, the Titans got up early. That's what they want to do so they can kill the clock with Derrick Henry. And he had 28 carries for 113 yards. Tannehill was just efficient at quarterback for the Titans. They end up winning 25-16. to 16. Uh, But for the Colts, they start off 0-3. They had a really tough schedule. They need to get a win here soon for the Titans. Uh, you're feeling really good about your playoff chances. Your number one competitor in the AFC South is 0-3. You start off 2-1 and after winning some equally tough games. Um, I would say – I don't know what the percentage chance of they make the playoffs now, but I would assume it's really, really high, even with the extra game on the schedule. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Um, I mean, Titans, the division is pretty easy this year. Um, Carson Wentz playing with two hurt, you know, strained ankles, basically. Um, not We talked about last week. Not sure how that was worked. I can't believe he actually played. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Colts just look ineffective. They don't know how to use Jonathan Taylor, it seems like. Um, I mean, the defense is good, but Quentin Nelson's also out now. He's hurt again. Um, I don't know the extent of the injury, but that's it's definitely going to be some time missed. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the Titans – I don't think they're a great team by any means, but they're better than all the other teams in the AFC South. Um, you know, they win a key game against probably the only team that really has a chance of taking the division from them. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's going to be smooth sailing for them unless they get some major into the downstretch. Yeah, I think so, too. And uh, we know, like, Titans are a team that get more dangerous as the season goes on. So, uh, I think most people will be expecting them, as you said, to be, unless something crazy happens, they're going to win the division. Another one of the best games of the of the early window, the Los Angeles Chargers to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe a little bit of trouble for the Chiefs going on here. Uh, game I was going nuts over personally because I have Mike Williams in fantasy football. He had a huge game with 122 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, but really, to me, this this whole game signifies that Justin Herbert is a bona fide superstar. Um, 281 yards, four touchdowns. He's able to to outduel the Chiefs. Yes, he had help from the Chargers defense in that. But he's he's right on the cusp of being one of the elite quarterbacks. He just has to keep this up for a, a longer period of time before you know. I think we really deem him that. Uh, for the for the Chiefs, they have a lot of issues to figure out uh, that we've noted. 
Defense doesn't look all that good. They don't run the ball well, uh, or they don't even give Clyde Edwards-Alaire a chance to run the ball well. Teams are starting to try to shut down Tyreek Hill, and if they shut down Tyreek Hill, the rest of the receivers aren't really threats to make big plays. Travis Kelsey is a guy who can move the chains, and he's a guy who can get touchdowns, but not really that same threat that Tyreek Hill is. So I think it's a good game plan by the Chargers. They deserve all the credit in the world, and uh, they're able to win a close game against the Chiefs, came down to the wire, and Justin Herbert, he produced in the clutch, so they deserve all the credit. Yeah, I mean, hats off the Chargers. Uh, I mean, the heck of a game by them. Um, you know, they played, I mean, lights out, really. Mike Williams, great game. I mean, just overall great offensive talent all around, really executed. And, you know, defense stepped up to stop Pat Mahomes in key situations. Um, you know, Chiefs, I'm not going to say they're in trouble. I think they make the playoffs almost no matter what, especially with 17 now. Um, unless, pretty much unless Pat Mahomes gets hurt. But this covering Tyreek Hill and just not giving up the big play um, is starting to really uh, send warning signs out there for a way to beat the Chiefs. And if you can cover up Tyreek Hill, that's it. Um, that didn't seem to be the pass, uh, you know, the chant, the uh, – find the words here. That didn't seem to be the case in the past because there have been many teams that try to cover up Tyreek Hill and just someone else would step up in that role. Um, or, you know, Travis Kelsey would just eat you alive in the middle. Or they just, you know, pass up the running backs. But for some reason that's not working as well this year. Um, maybe it's the talent. Um, you know, they don't really have, you know, Travis Kelsey's the number two option. But when it comes to another wide receiver, they don't really have a strong one. Um, you know, they got between Melko uh, Melkel Hardman, um, who a lot of Chiefs fans hate because he has never looked up to anything that expectation he was supposed to. Uh, Robinson, uh, Byron Pringle, all these guys, they they just don't do anything. I think if you're the Chiefs, especially once they get the bye, they really need to look in their offense and figure out what can work long term and what you know they can do to get back to kind of the dangerousness because Pat Holmes hasn't looked as sharp. He still looks great by every by any means, but there's just some plays out there where, you know, he's thrown behind guys a little bit more than he used to. Um, but, you know, they're playing with a new offensive line. There's a lot of, you know, new twerks, you know, there's things, you know, they're dealing with probably internally. Um, that, you know, it's, it's the NFL season. It's a long season and I think they will figure it out come playoff time. I just, compared to the last couple Chiefs teams we've seen, I think this is definitely a lesser version. Right, they have, they have time to figure it out, but you want to start getting these things figured out. And they did have the toughest part of their schedule, I think, with you know the Ravens and Chargers back-to-back. I think those are the two tougher teams in the AFC. But this is not the Chiefs we're accustomed to seeing and maybe makes that Super Bowl repeat. Uh, you know, Getting back to the Super Bowl three times in a row maybe makes it a little bit tougher. But that's what goes with these teams. They lose key guys and some chemistry stuff gets mixed up. And that's why we don't see repeat champions that often. It just doesn't happen. New Orleans Saints and the New England Patriots. Uh, the Saints win 28-13. to Jameis, I think, is a completely different quarterback. So he's, he's taking care of the football better. He's just kind of managing the game, taking what the defense gives him. I think sitting for a year under Drew Brees has helped. Um, the Patriots, on the other hand, we kind of warned that Mac Jones wasn't that great of a quarterback. Yes, he's a guy who I think – you know, deserve some second, third round consideration. Maybe end a first round if you value quarterbacks better. If you value quarterbacks better than other positions, which we typically do, but not a guy who's going to come in and, and really 
jumpstart an offense, and the Patriots just don't have the skill players yet. Uh, he threw two picks. It's just not a great situation for New England. I think they're going to be probably worse than we thought even coming into the season, unless Jones really improves. Uh, the Saints, on the other hand, they they're winning they're winning games with their defense, and Jameis is just taking care of the ball. I know I said that, but that to me is just kind of mind blowing how different this Saints team is over past years. I think so too. Uh, game that I don't think we really wanted to watch too much this weekend for all NFL fans out there. It's the Falcons and Giants. Both teams have been really bad so far. The Falcons end up winning this one 17 to 14. If you have Saquon Barkley in fantasy or Cordero, Cordero Patterson, uh, you probably are happy. But other than that, there's just, you know, these teams are just not good. It's good for the Falcons to go get a road win, win by three. Um, but I think we're going to see a lot of changes with these teams in the next couple of years. So I think Matt Ryan might be gone in the next couple of years uh, from the Falcons. They need to start that rebuild. And the Giants, you just didn't hit it with Daniel Jones. You need to get a new quarterback. You need to get a better offensive line and a better defense, and you might have something. But it's a whole lot to change after you know starting 0-3. And not this is a game with the Giants. You have to win against a, a similar talent-level opponent at home. here was the uh, the Bengals game. See, Cincinnati wins 24-10 to over the Pittsburgh Steelers. For the Bengals, uh, play calling is still an issue. 
Eli Apple and Dustin Hopkins, excuse me, uh, Trey Hopkins, not Dustin, Dustin's a kicker. Uh, Trey Hopkins need to improve. Those are the negatives. The positives are everything else looks great. The Mixon's running for the second most yards in the NFL. Uh, Joe Burrow looks like he's getting more faith in his knee. Um, the defensive line is stepping up. For the Steelers, on the other hand, this is a team that is kind of destined to start faltering here. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't look good. Yes, he has a pec injury, but he's played through injuries before. And on top of that, I, I, the defense defense can only go so far, man. And I, I don't know. I just don't see it with the Steelers anymore. Uh, so two kind of like I think the Bengals are on the rise. I think the Steelers are starting to falter. How much they falter and how much the Bengals rise are just kind of open open to interpretation right now. Yeah, man. I mean, the honestly, just just aren't any good. Been still very good, uh, great um, defensively. Yeah, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger looks like he, he's panic tank under pressure of pocket now, which is very different than the Ben Roethlisberger we all know through, you know, even a Bengals fan, you've been watching this man play football for 15 years now, um, and it just doesn't look like him anymore. He looks like a shell of himself. Um, you know, the pocket starts collapsing instead of getting out and, you know, making that big play. Uh, as the receivers kind of just go up and get it, uh, he just lets, takes the sack or just falls down. It's, you know, it's not the way he plays, and it's really what the Steelers need for that offense to get going is for him to get back into action because, I mean, Najee Harris can do so much, but really what it's afraid of the ball getting thrown deep anymore. They're stacking the box. Steelers are throwing screens on, you know, I think it was a third, you know, fourth down and 15. Um, you know, they needed to convert to really even keep the game going because it was a two-score game, you know, two touchdowns were needed, and they threw a screen pass. They got three yards, they got tackled. Um, if that tells you, I mean, I don't know what else that tells you about the team other than, A, maybe they just don't want to win, or two, they just don't think they have the ability to, and it's just time to pack it in. Bengals defense, looking great so far. Um, the corners, they need some help there. Hopefully, Trey Wayne finally plays a game for the Bengals after signing that contract two years ago, um, and that'll help a little bit. Ouzier uh, has shown flashes of being decent. Mike Hilton is, you know, a decent slot corner. Uh, you know, he's better kind of at the flip than being man-to-man coverage. But other than that, I mean, the linebacker crew has stepped up a lot. Uh, Logan Wilson had a great game. Defensive line looks great, um, which is very unexpected compared to what we saw last year. Um, and we thought they would take a downgrade, especially after they lost Carl Lawson. Um, and then, you know, the offense, it was great to see Joe Burrow made the pocket and do a, even a QB draw uh, once. It was terrifying, but, you know, it worked. And, you know, watching Joe Burrow get back into a rhythm and feel like more himself um, is only going to help as the season goes on. Um, you know, it's a very easy first half of the season for him, which is probably nice because that can, again, help Joe Burrow and the offense get into a better rhythm get more experience, um, but the second half is where it's really going to get difficult for them, at least from what we can tell right now. Is, you know, it's like we say a thousand times in the long season, so the schedule and the teams can look very different, um, you know, by the time they face them in December. But, I mean, they got a grueling back half, and they're going to lose probably a lot of games unless they're able to mature and adapt as a team. And if they can, um, you know, it's – being the seventh seed in the AFC is possible. I'm not saying that. I'm not projecting that. I'm just saying if they mature as a team and Joe Burrow 
continues to do better and the play calling gets a little better. Um, they got the defense to have staying power um, if they can start putting up, you know, the 21, 28 points they were putting up on average last year. Yeah, and that's um, that's something obviously we're going to be following very closely this year. Um, for both teams, Cease, I think uh, this is a unique season because I think both of them don't want to finish last in the division. And I think one finishes third, one, of his, one finishes last. But um, for the Bengals, I think you need to play this year out, see how it goes, obviously, and focus on the $60 million in cap space you're going to have next year, improving the interior of the offensive line, which still see it looks like it needs work and getting maybe corners and edge rushers to kind of aid in building this thing on Joe Burrow's rookie contract. For the Steelers, you just got to finish and figure out that quarterback and that offensive line. And honestly, the rest of the talent's there, so it could be a soft rebuild if they get those things, but those are obviously two huge things you got to fix. Arizona Cardinals and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Cardinals went 31-19. to The Jaguars had the lead going into halftime uh, via a, I think it's Jamal Agnew, 109-yard kick return, field goal return for a touchdown. It was like the kick six from Auburn and Alabama all those years ago, I think 2013. Uh, Gus Johnson was on the call, and he went nuts. We're happy to have Gus Johnson back doing college and NFL games. He's a busy man, but it's always good to hear him. But second half, the talent took over. The Cardinals uh, scored 24 points. Uh, James Conner is kind of a uh, vulture at the goal line, gets a couple touchdowns for him. Uh, But this one would, you know, our Cardinals struggled early. They came out on top late. Yeah, I mean, really, that's the key to it. The Jaguars really keep going. Um, you know, at least for the first half, you know, that huge, you know, pretty much field goal return really gave them some momentum going into the second half. But, you know, the wheels kind of fell off. They were a less talented team. Um, you know, Kyler Murray didn't have the best game. He still, you know, has 300 yards passing in it, but. Um, you know, it wasn't just the absolutely crazy game he put up week one and week two. Um, they got a little bit more to the running game with James Conner um, and with Chase Edmonds. So uh, it was good to see them have more balanced effort on offense instead of Conor Murray just happened to do everything. Um, and then, you know, the defense came back and really, you know, made some plays in the second half. And, you know, yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence has looked okay. He keeps making mistakes. Urban Meyer doesn't really seem to have a solution of how they're really going to win games. Um, I don't think this team's going to go 0-16, you know, but I think we're talking, you no know, bottom three teams in the league right now. It's probably them, the Texans, and the Jets. It's, it's that simple. Uh, who's going to finish out at the bottom? Uh, you know, it's, it's really hard to say right now. Yeah, honestly, it is. Um, and to make matters worse for the Jaguars, sees, they pretty much, not saying – C.J. Henderson was great in his couple of years in the NFL, uh, but they drafted him, what, 2020 NFL draft first round as a corner, and they've already traded him. They traded him to the Panthers, and they got back Dan Arnold, who's a, you know, he's, he's a tight end who's not really a factor. Tight end, there's only a couple of tight ends who are a factor in this league on a big grand scale, and they basically swapped like a third for a fifth, too, and, or a fifth for a third. I guess they got the better end of that, but that's the same old Jaguars we know and love is that they just they trade their players away for nothing. They let the players walk because they don't want to be there anymore. I don't get it, man. I, I don't get what the process is here. Um, I think Urban Meyer is going to be fired in a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I think 
because, you know, he's nine or ten. Either way, I mean, of you trying to get out of that. Um, you know, I get the whole idea of trying to get something out of a sunk cost, but how can somebody that's a top 10, you know, cornerback in the league be a sunk cost at this point in his career after 17 months? That's like uh, Gilbert for the Browns a couple of years ago that they, uh, they cut after drafting him in the first round as well in the top 10. So, I mean, and I think that was at, at least the end of year two. Um, I mean, you just can't give up on first-rounders that quickly. It's just, one, you put too much investment to, in them, and two, if it's been that bad that you have to cut ties with them like that, especially a top-ten pick, your organization is in much bigger trouble than just not hitting on that pick. Oh, absolutely. So we'll see if any change comes here. We'll see if Urban Meyer can turn things around. Uh, but for the time being, uh, Bengals fans should be happy that the Jaguars come to town Thursday. The New York Jets traveled to Denver, and as we expected, Denver killed them 26 to nothing. Uh, I think the defense is playing well for Denver. Teddy Bridgewater is pushing the ball downfield, and they're using the running backs well. They do have some injuries to wide receiver. K.J. Hamler just tore his ACL. Jerry Judy is still on IR. So uh, someone like Tim Patrick has had to step up. He had five catches for 98 yards. Obviously, Corton Sutton's still there. Noah Fant's a tight end. Uh, but to, to me, like that's that's – you're still feeling good if you're a Broncos fan. Jerry Judy will come back and get into the fold. Um, they're 3-0. The Jets, Zach Wilson just keeps on throwing picks. I just don't think this thing is set up for him quite well, like quite enough yet. I think there's not time to jump ship on Zach Wilson. We'll probably say this every week as people keep on bashing them. Uh, but they need they need a better offensive line. They need a running game. You can't just be Zach Wilson and Corey Davis. offensive line, I think he'll have a decent career. 
But yeah, I mean, the Broncos have looked good. Teddy Bridgewater has looked a lot better than I expected. So that's been huge. You know, they've had some, you know, injuries to the wide receiver core, but they do have depth there. Like you said, with Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy will be back. Um, and, you know, they got two really good running backs, Melvin Gordon and uh, Javante Williams. So overall, I, you know, I think the Broncos, they might make, I mean, there's a chance they make the playoffs too. They're definitely in that conversation right now, especially if Bridgewater's able to win some uh, games against some good teams. Yeah, I think the FC West is one of the more intriguing divisions. There's so many good teams, uh, teams we thought were good last year and, you know, have some dynasties in the Chiefs. And now um, the Broncos and Chargers we've talked about. And Cecil, this is a good segue. The Raiders are 3-0. 31 to 28 win over the Dolphins. Uh, this was one where basically one team would score, the other team would come back, and just kind of a weird game in that way. Uh, but the Derek Carr ends up getting the win. Uh, we get a field goal in overtime from Daniel Carlson. Uh, Peyton Barber came out of nowhere to get carries for this team. He had 111 yards and a touchdown. It was supposed to be Kenyon Drake being the backup, but they're figuring it out. Their defense still needs a lot of work and has piled up some injuries, but the offense is working right now, and it's pretty much Darren Waller and Brian Edwards here and there as pass catchers, and then running the ball has gone decently well for them. So Raiders are Raiders are three and zero, and maybe not a team we thought would be three and zero at this point. You know, they beat a Steelers team that's looking worse each week they go out there. Um, and then they barely beat this Falcons team who has Jacoby Brissett starting for. Um, and they pretty much had to go to overtime. And, you know, it kept going on as well. There were plenty of times that the Raiders could have closed out that game. But, I mean, for God's sake, I mean, Miami was able to convert on a fourth and 20 play yeah. um, at the beginning of overtime. Um that, I mean, that should have been it. I, I don't understand how. Like, that just shows you how bad the defense is. You got some good guys on the defensive line, but other than that, they are, they are trash. Um, <laughs> that's just the easiest way to put it. Um, I'm not marking the Raiders as a you know playoff team right now or a good team. Um, they're going to be in the conversation because, you know, 3-0 gives you a pretty uh, large hike uh, towards that goal. But ultimately... Um, they've had some fluky wins, games that should have not been that close. Um, and it's it's not going to continue to go their way throughout the season. I would agree. We'll have to see how it plays out, though. Uh, we're going to move on to the 4 o'clock games now, Cease. And the Rams get another win, 34-24. to They control the game. Uh, I re- still really love what I see from Matt Stafford in this offense. They're without Daryl Henderson. It just doesn't matter. Sonny Michelle doesn't really play well you know, three yards of carry or whatever. Um, but Deshaun Jackson gets some long catches. They're getting Cooper Cup a lot of touches. Robert Woods is kind of fading a little bit right now, but he's still there as a threat. Howard Higby's a good tight end. They score 34 points. It was a 0-0 game at the end of the first quarter. And they beat the defending champs, who I, I'm not concerned about at all. I think they're still a great team. It's just um, going on the road. I, we, I still never forget, figure out why they were favored in this game, um, but they were, so... Everyone's going to lose some games this year. That's how it's going to go. But the Rams look really good. The Bucks, they'll be just fine. Yeah, I mean, no one needs to overreact to just say it's not a fair time back there. Uh, the Rams, as we saw, did not make the 
somebody at a consider home game for the Rams uh, in LA. Um, so that's a that's a big travel for any team, especially from Tampa. Um, you know, so that's you know that you got to take that into account. Two, it's not playoff time, so you know Tom Brady becomes a different person when you play him in the playoffs and teams. Um, you know, Tampa Bay has a lot of injuries in the secondary right now as well. Um, they're kind of reeling from. So, I mean, the Rams is a signature win. This is great. I mean, this really helps with their pedigree and kind of prestige going into the playoffs. I mean, they can definitely play with anybody. They can definitely make it to the Super Bowl. Pass, obviously, there. Um, if someone didn't see it before, like, there's no reason to doubt that they can make it there. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of good teams in the NFC every year, and, you know, it's always a dogfight when it comes to the playoffs out there. But, I mean, the marriage between Matt Stafford, Sean McVay is looking great so far. Um, and, you know, Cooper Cup is looking really great if you're a fantasy owner now. And um, the defense is stepping up and getting pressure. And, and sometimes it looks like it's just Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey out there. And, and somehow all you need. But as long as those two stay healthy, this team is going to compete. Absolutely. Uh, this is another one of those great games from the weekend, and both these teams will be competed by the end of the season. You're right. Um, so not anyone, you know, don't overreact to this game, but those teams look really good still, even though the Buccaneers had to come back. The Vikings are a team since the, I can't figure out one way or another. They're one and two now. They start off the season with a pretty pathetic performance against the Bengals, and then they come back and play the Cardinals tough, and then they beat the Seahawks. And, um, I, I don't know what to think of them. They got Kirk Cousins. They didn't have Dalvin Cook in this one, but Kirk Cousins played well. Um, the receivers are obviously good. Defense stepped up in this one. They didn't allow a point in the second half. The Seahawks are a team that are always going to play in crazy games. It's just what they what they do. Um, I'm not sure how good they are either. I mean, but, man, this is just I think that's how it's going to be with some of these teams in the middle. It's just going to be kind of a crazy year for everyone. Yeah, there's a lot of middle ground. Uh, all over the NFL. Uh, and when they match up, you really have no idea it seems like what's going to happen. Um, usually, the rule of thumb is if you have to pick a team, go with a team stronger quarterback. That just didn't happen to work out in this game, especially with Dalvin Cook out, which is surprising for the Vikings. Um, Alexander Madison had a great game. Um, Kirk Cousins had a very good game as well. He really got the ball to everybody. Justin Jefferson came alive in this game as well. Um, he even got Tyler Conklin, the backup tight end, who's going in because Irv Smith is out for the year, um, to have a pretty big game for him. So, I mean, the offense is scoring points. That's, that's big for him. Um, the bigger thing is the defense still isn't stopping anything. Um, for a defensive-minded head coach like Mike Zimmer, that's definitely a problem. Um, I mean, they, they just are getting steamrolled. It seems like week in and week out, if they just had a semblance of a decent – you know, defense outside the defensive line, which is good, but the rest of it is just, uh, it's a mess. The secondary is a mess. Um, they need to stop letting up so many points so this offense may be able to win up more games. But, yeah, it's it's going to be the same thing with the offense. It always is. Kirk Cousins, is he going to look great, you know, in the 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock game? Sure. Uh, but as soon as they have to play a big game on, you know, Sunday night football, Monday night, you know, it crumbles as always. So, um, they're not making the playoffs this year. They're way too inconsistent. Um, you know, going down one and two right now is uh, going to be a big problem for them. So, you know, 
they win a, a good you know matchup against a team they had a winnable game against, and uh, they took advantage. Seahawks, yeah, I mean they need to rely more on you know the defense. I would say you know the offense. There's no one to rely more on because Chris Carson had a good game. Um, you know he got hurt, but he came back in. His hamstrings acting up. Uh, but DK Metcalf really took the the offense together instead of Ty Lockett in this one. Um, that's going to happen sometimes. They're going to interchange who gets all the yards and big plays. But, I mean, that defense, man, also huge problem. I mean, you know, these teams are kind of pretty similar. Good offenses, you know, defenses that uh, probably couldn't stop my high school team. So, um, yeah, they need to get that figured out fast if either of them want to have a chance at one of the wild cards. I would agree with you, buddy. I would agree. Uh, two teams we do expect to compete uh, this year are the Packers and 49ers. They played on Sunday Night Football. Uh, this is one where it went Packers to start. They were up uh, at the half. They were up 17-7. to And then the 49ers come raging back and take the lead 28-7 to with 37 seconds left. The Packers had no timeouts when they got the ball. And just as you always expect, Aaron Rodgers goes down the field. Mason Crosby hits a game-winning field goal. Uh, it's just too good. Uh, I mean, you just can't script this stuff that it's happened this many times. And Aaron Rodgers beats uh, a Bay Area team in the 49ers, and that's something that he's been bitter about since they passed on him uh, all the way back in 2004. So uh, good for him. Uh, excuse me, 2005, I think, actually. But uh, good for him to get this win off his back uh, to, to beat the 49ers. And the Packers, we were kind of freaking out after week one. Maybe not freaking out is the right answer. But we were kind of concerned about some things. Uh, I think they're going to be back on track. Those, those concerns are still there with, with their defense and, and waiting for Bakhtiari to get back on the offensive line. But I uh, feel better about that. For the 49ers, they just got to start Trey Lance. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo got, got off the too slow of a start. Um, they've had injuries at running back. They need someone dynamic like Trey Lance to really reach their potential, which is something we've been saying for a while now. Niners, um, you know, he's gone, you know, make big, big, you know, win and kill, make mistakes, uh, blocking him. And then, uh, usually they lose in a pretty convincing fashion over the last couple of years. Obviously, the 49ers are a little different right now. Uh, the running back situation is not great. You know, three running backs that are already were injured, not playing in this game. They're down to three sermon who they really didn't want to use at all, as evidenced by, you know, the carries for 30 yards that they gave him. Um, yeah, it was nice to see George Kittle get more involved. It was Devo Samuel had some, you know, yards, but not a ton. Brandon Ayuk got 100 yards, so that that's great to see him back. Um, but ultimately, you know, they lost to Aaron Rodgers. They, they gave him the ball with too much time left in the clock. Um, you know, it's just one of those things in the NFL. It's going to be close against good teams. Um, and yeah, they need Trey Lance to make this team dynamic. Everyone's saying it, everyone's looking at it. Um, it's, it was kind of the expectation that, you know, that's fine. You let Jimmy G start. Um, you know, he's a more experienced quarterback. Um, you know, if you believe in him and he does well, you know, leave him in there, that's fine. But he's not necessarily doing terrible, but he's not doing good by any means. He's a glorified band manager out there. He's not winning any games. Um, and really in the NFL, if you're not in, you know, in it to kind of win it, um, you're going to lose a lot of games that you have a real good shot at because you don't have that quarterback. That's why it's such a quarterback-driven league. 
um, as evidence to the team they just lost to. So I think 49ers, they'll be okay. The Trey Lance there needs to start. Um, they need some dynamic playmaking. I think that's what that team is really missing um, identity-wise um, because we, we see and we know what Jimmy G is. He's a quantified asset. Um, you're not going to really win games because of him. Um, and ultimately, I think it's time to make that switch after what we saw, what a good quarterback can do against that team. Yeah, just you got to be able to catch up in this league, and I don't know if the 49ers be able to do that. Uh, the defense and quarterback are fine now, but if you want to win big, go with Trey Lance. Monday night was all Cowboys season. I'm trying not to get too excited about this Cowboys team, but the defense looks good. The offense is doing everything you'd want it to do. Uh, they finally put Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor. Maybe burying some demons there, get some good karma going. Dak looks good. Um, they went 41 to 21, and I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very excited for this team. I think winning the NFC East is is something that should be uh, decently easy. I'm not going to say anything's easy in the NFL, but decently easy. Um, and from there, I mean, the NFC is one of those that, uh, conferences that are wide open. You know, the Bucks are good, the Packers are good, the Rams are good. Pretty much the whole NFC West is good. Who knows what's going to happen? But I'm, I'm very excited for this Cowboys team. The Eagles, I think we, all know that they just aren't that great. Uh, Jalen Hurts has to make his reads a little bit quicker. He's just not – he locks in on one target. He doesn't get through the full field, and he's kind of doing it with his legs. But um, he's got to do better. And the Eagles also set a record, Cease. ProFootballReference.com does not have a game in their database where the running backs only had three carries. So that's a flaw in game plan right there. But uh, – I think they have a longer rebuild in mind. They have a lot of older players. So for them, this season isn't kind of like going to be the most competitive for them. But the Cowboys feeling really good about. You're welcome, Karen. But yeah, I mean, it was they handed handed the handled Eagles easily. Um, there was nothing. Jalen Hurts could really do, um, you know, he, like you said, he makes moves with his feet, but he's just not going to surprise you with his, you know, accuracy or playmaking most of the time. Um, the defense is aging. Um, so, I mean, you really don't have to worry about the Eagles this year. It's just that simple. They're kind of in a bridge. Jalen Hurts looks like he's probably going to be their bridge quarterback at this point. Uh, but, yeah, Cowboys, a lot of encouraging signs. Defense still looking great. Um, you know, Mike Parsons is looking great in his kind of new rushing the passer role they're asking to do right now. Um, so that's interesting. Um, but it's working so far. Um, the secondary for the Cowboys is way better than I thought it would be. Um, Trayvon Diggs is having a great season so far. Um, and you know, the offense looked good this week. And what I love the most is Ezekiel Elliott actually, you know, had a good game. Um, they actually gave him some, you know, running room, some to work with, and uh, it was really successful. So, I mean, if the Cowboys can continue to have a balanced offense like that, defense continues to play at this level, um, not only will they win the NFC East, they might, you know, really surprise and win a couple games in the playoffs because, I mean, it's a dynamic offense. Really, when it comes to the NFC playoffs, it, it could literally be anyone. Not because there aren't that many good teams, but because there are so many good teams that do so many things so well. 
Absolutely. We're going to see how that goes. Uh, the NFC playoffs could be could be pretty good for, for a diff- couple different teams, like you said. And uh, we'll see, man. It's got a lot of football left. Let's go to our week four picks, though, Cease. We have on Thursday night a game in our city, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Bengals are favored by seven and a half in this one. It is a short week, so maybe that explains it. You know what? I'm going to go for the spread. Um, short week for Jacksonville. They got to travel up here. Um, they haven't necessarily looked that good by any means. They've got more injuries to their offensive line. Um, and they just trade away their number one corner. So, um, obviously, Cincinnati got some injuries that Steelers game as well. And it's a short week. But, um, you know, anything could happen on Thursday night. But uh, you can't really plan for that when you're betting. So, Bengals to win covers. I'm going with that too. Based on what we've seen so far, I think the Bengals have earned a little bit of benefit of the doubt, and the Jaguars have not earned that benefit of the doubt. Defense is playing well. Um, the game plan, like I said before, needs to be changed. They need to be able to take shots downfield. Maybe this is a game they do that because Jaguars secondary isn't that good. Um, and the Jaguars, I mean, you got a short week, you got a rookie quarterback, so you got to travel. Got a game plan on a short week for a rookie quarterback who has to identify this. He's never played the Bengals before. Um, I think it's just too much. I'm going Bengals to win and cover. I didn't think I'd be at that point with almost any games for them to win and cover a seven and a half point spread, but here we are. All right, Washington football team at the Atlanta Falcons. The Washington football team is favored by one and a half on the road. Washington to win and cover two. I mean, one and a half points, I don't think is very fair. Um, honestly, I think their their defense, I know it hasn't been playing well, but their defense will be able to hold up against the Falcons. And um, I think they're I think they're ready to go. I think they can they can win and cover with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. The Houston Texans visit the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are favored by 16 and a half, Deese. 16, I got 18 and a half. Oh. Some of these teams wear down as the season goes on. I think teams like the Texans, where they got rid of some good players, and some other ones are older. I think they're going to wear down more and more as the season goes on. The Bills, on the other hand, they're playing really good football right now, obviously beating Washington last week by a lot. I think they can do this. Um, they'll be ready to go. They're going to try to keep on getting everyone involved. They need to get Stephon Diggs more involved. Um, 
I think they're going to win this one by by three scores, I guess, at least. Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. Bears are favored by two and a half, Cease. Actually, going uh, Lions to win. I'm taking them with the points too. I just, I think they're going to win this one outright. The Bears, I think, have the most confusing thing going on in the world. You don't know, they don't know if Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, or Nick Foles are going to start. They're not getting the balls, the ball to their playmakers. Um, I don't. The defense isn't what it once was. I think Jared Goff even can take advantage of the fact that their secondary outside of Jalen Johnson isn't that great. Um, I'm just I'm so not impressed with the Bears and Matt Nagy that I'm gonna say the the Lions went out right on the road. I just I think the I, I actually I really like the Lions. Their fight has been good this year. Um, they got Penny Fool who hasn't allowed a sack yet. I I DeAndre Swift has looked good. I like their fight. They're not gonna be a good team, but I think they they're ready to play more than the Bears are in this one. Who are just trying to figure things out and they can't because Matt Nagy won't allow them. to. Oh, my God. Give us a job, every NFL. Give us a job. Um, Carolina Panthers at the Dallas Cowboys. The Panthers are 3-0. and The Cowboys are 2-1. and uh, Cowboys are at home, so they're favored by 4.5, but it should be a good game. Yeah, uh, it's one of the games I'm more excited for because I want to see how the Panthers do with the uh, you know, top-of-the-line competition. Um, I think they, you know, I think Dallas wins this game. I think they win it. You know, I'm going to take them to cover the spread as well. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. I think, you know, there's just not as much talent on this Carolina Panthers team right now. Uh, Christian McCaffrey also being out is going to be an issue for them. So I got to go with the Cowboys to win and cover. I'm going Cowboys to win and cover too. Like I said, I'm, I'm very impressed with uh, their team this year. Defense is stepping up. Their offense is great. Um, they're just a more talented team. They're at home. I think the Panthers might play them close for a half, but after that half is over, I think the Cowboys pull away. As you mentioned, Christian McCaffrey not there. Sam Darnold, I think he's playing better. I don't think he's playing extremely well. And for that reason, I just think the Cowboys are able to pull away. Indianapolis Colts, 0-3, desperate for a win against the Miami Dolphins, who are 1-2. Maybe equally as desperate, but uh, the Colts are really going to want to win this one more, I think, since they have zero wins. The Dolphins are favored by 2.5 at home. Chicago, Matt Nagy is prone to look like an idiot, and at least they have good stars on defense. 
this is just a blah game. Carson Wentz looking not very good this whole year so far. The Dolphins playing Jacoby Brissett. Um, it's really just an absolute toss-up, as the line uh, obviously indicates. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Colts. I think they can put it together enough and finally get a win this season. And uh, obviously, I think they'll. Uh, I'll take the points with them as well. Diesel, not excited for the Jacoby Brissett revenge game? Come on, man. Absolutely not. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think uh, I think the Dolphins are going to win, uh, picking them with the money line. But I think it's going to be close. It might be a one- or two-point game. The Colts I'll pick with the points. Uh, it's always tough when you get into those these games where the point spreads are a little bit closer. But these teams, I think, are evenly matched right now. I mean, Jacoby Brissett's the backup quarterback. He's fine as a backup quarterback. Carson Wentz with the two sprained ankles. God knows if he's going to be okay. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I think, will start to get going in this one a little bit more. But um, I wouldn't put it past the Dolphins. I think they played scrappily. I mean, going we mentioned that you know going into Las Vegas was going to be tough this year. And, um, I don't doubt them either. It just I don't know. I think this is going to be a really close game. So Dolphins on the money line pick. The Colts with the points are what I'm going with. The Cleveland Browns at the Minnesota Vikings. The Browns are favored by two and a half on the road, Cease. I thought it was pretty disrespectful as well. Um, given, I mean, the Vi- the Vikings have played better on the offensive line, but I do think it's going to be a different animal going up against that defensive line that the Browns have. Uh, I think the Browns do what they always do. They run the ball well. Baker Mayfield runs the play action, and I don't think the Minnesota Vikings have the secondary to really stop them either. So uh, I'm going Browns to win and cover on the road. New York Giants at the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are favored by eight and a half. Their defense has played really well. I don't see Daniel Jones protecting the football. I, I mean, I think Saquon will maybe get some of some fantasy points for people out there of Saquon like I do, but I just don't see him scoring that much. And I think the Saints will – they found this way to be efficient and, and to be good with it, and I'm going to roll with it. They're at home. I mean, I think it just it's all adding up to the Saints winning and covering. Tennessee Titans at the New York Jets. Uh, Corey Davis left the Titans for the Jets this offseason, if you're looking for a storyline for this one. Um, Titans are favored by eight and a half. Uh, Corey Davis went and took the money, and the Titans are probably not missing them too much now that they got Julio Jones.
I secondary defense isn't very good. So there's never a game for the Jets to kind of have some kind of semblance of an offense. It's probably this game. Um, and, you know, honestly, their defensive line is the best part of their defense. So maybe, you know, it's kind of just seeing what sticks at this point because the Jets are not a good football team. But, I mean, their biggest strength is defensive line. Titans' biggest strength is Derrick Henry. Um, so if we can somehow look at that somewhat, Maybe, you know, we get a close enough game to get within eight and a half points. That's that's my thinking on it. There's no way the Jets are going to win by any means, but um, with that spread at home in the Meadowlands, I, I'm going with the Jets there. I'm going Titans to win and cover. I just I don't feel comfortable saying that the, uh, excuse me, uh, the Titans or excuse me, the Jets can keep it close to any team until Zach Wilson figures out his issues. Titans defense isn't that great, but I think if we get the lead early and Derrick Henry runs the ball, I think it's going to be playing catch up again, and that's going to lead to uh, it's going to lead to Zach Wilson uh, throwing some interceptions again. So I'm going Titans to win and cover. Kansas City Chiefs at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Chiefs are favored by six and a half. This is Andy Reid's return to Philadelphia if he is healthy enough to travel after going to the hospital. After. Yeah, another disrespectful line, I think. Like, yeah, it's on the road. Philly's a tough place to play. But this is this is the Chiefs. They've lost two games in a row, but they've lost to the good teams. They lost to the Ravens. They lost to the Chargers. They're going to figure it out. You know they are. Um, just think it's a little bit disrespectful. I think they'll figure it out. And um, I don't know. I'm going to say Chiefs win and cover. And they lost to, like, points in each game. It felt like they gave them Ross Haley. They lose for the last minute of the game, basically. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly where I'm at too. I just I, I don't get the I don't get the hate here. Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams in one of the best games of the weekend. The Rams are favored by four and a half. Both teams are undefeated, looking to keep uh keep or excuse me, yeah, both teams are undefeated, looking to keep things going here. Uh, Cease, what do you think? I've been talking about the Rams forever. I'm going to stick to it. Rams win and cover. Just a beautiful offense. I haven't seen anything like it in my life. Um, just crazy how they get all those guys open downfield, and it's it's amazing. I'm going Rams win and cover. Doesn't mean I'm out on the Cardinals. It's just a road game. It's a tough one. Uh, I think the Cardinals will still be right there in the thick of things at the end of it. Another NFC West matchup: Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are favored by two and a half. Francisco's 
gonna limit Russell Wilson company enough. And um, the Seattle Seahawks can't really stop anybody on defense, it seems like. So uh, even though San Francisco's pretty banged up, I think they make enough plays and Kyle Shanahan's able to uh, uh, pretty much create some yards out of nothing uh, to win this game. I'm going, uh, again, with a tight line. I'm going both ways with it. I'm going 49ers to win, Seattle with the points. People go crazy, but a lot of these NFL games are ending with one or two point different differences like the 49ers game did last week. Um, the 49ers, I think, can win. The defense gets them there. I do think they give up some big plays to the Seahawks uh, and Tyler Lockett specifically. Uh, Russell Wilson will have a decent day. I, I'd say this is one. This is another game that I think people should watch. I think it'll be good to the end. Just all the NFC West matchups must watch TV this year. Baltimore Ravens at the Denver Broncos. We've seen the Baltimore Ravens maybe struggle a little bit, uh, you know, to to really play to their potential other than that game with the Chiefs. The Broncos three and zero, maybe playing above their potential. They're favored by half a point, which is not something you usually see, Cease. to win and I'm just taking the points there too the half a point they're getting people which again you'd never see this um, I think it's going to be a good game but I do think uh, the injuries to the Broncos are going to pile up a little bit more than the ones to the Ravens obviously the ro- injuries to the running back position running backs are more seen as dime a dozen uh, to Marlon or excuse me, Marcus Peters that does sting but the Broncos also have those uh those wide receivers out too. So I think Teddy to keep on pushing the ball downfield will be tougher. Uh, I think the Ravens kind of control the game and win. It is a good home field advantage, but I think they come away with the, uh, with the win here. All they got to do is win by one and they cover the spread too. That's just, that's just fun. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the green Bay Packers, the Packers are favored by six and a half. Too. I mean, the Steelers are a team where they can't move the ball that well, and Najee Harris is going to get absolutely killed this year. I think just so many touches, and the offensive line isn't good. I think Aaron Rodgers is uh, back on fire now. I'm going with uh, the Packers to win and cover. 
All right, the hyped-up game of the week, Cease. This is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and New England Patriots. As I mentioned, the NFL scheduled this game specifically so Tom Brady could break his all-time passing record and his return to New England. Uh, the Patriots not looking so good with Mac Jones, but you know Bill Belichick's going to want to win this game with uh, with pride being going on between him and Brady. they do too i mean they're just way more talented roster and mac jones is just not playing that great uh and again not all his fault the weapons aren't there the offensive line is good the weapons aren't just there and he needs time to develop a little bit even though he is seen as pro ready mentally just to catch up to the speed of the game is tough so i'm going bucks to win and cover just a way more talented team monday night football we got two teams that the people would actually be interested to see the las vegas raiders at the los angeles chargers the chargers are favored by three and a half points Cease. yep and uh, i think this is where the raiders like i talked about earlier where they uh, start to back up. um chargers are you know on the cusp of being an elite team in the nfl right now um, they've got some good wins so far just playing great um, the offense is going really well and the defense is Making plays, Joey Bosa has also looked great. So that's good to see. Um, I'm all for it, um, and I think they win handedly in this game. I think they do too. I, I'm really impressed with the Chargers, their offense. Um, Eckler's back. Mike Williams is stepping up. Keenan Allen is still Keenan Allen. Justin Herbert's great. The offensive line is protecting Justin Herbert after picking Rashawn Slater. He's doing well. And the defense still has some talent, man. Bosa, you got Drew and Gene, too. I think to be able to play in this game, he did get injured in the last game. Um, they're just a more talented team. They're at home. I think that, you know, obviously, the home field advantage for the Chargers isn't great, but more so not having to play the Raiders in Vegas is, is huge. So I'm going Chargers, Chargers to win and cover. All right, Cease, that was our last pick of the week. Any final thoughts before we move on? Absolutely. Uh, remind everyone to like and subscribe to the podcast. Find our stuff on thegamehouse.com. It always helps us out. Excited for some football this weekend. For now, it's all we got, but thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. 
Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.